You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to the Chris and Joe Show presented to you by SB Nation and Big Blue View. This week we have the next step in the pre-draft process, not only for draft prospects looking to improve their draft stock, but also for teams and talent evaluators that are going to be watching these players at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, getting to see them up close and personal, battling, battling it out against the best draft prospects from the senior class in the country. Now, from the Giants' perspective, we have a number of players that we should be paying attention to, but before we get into that, there are some notable guys that are not going to be participating with medical red flags and also two players who withdrew. The list of those that we are aware of right now from the medical red flags are Brandon Ayuk, Prince Tega Wanaogu, Ashton Davis, and Levi Fotu, all those guys, medical red flags, and then Christian Fulton, quarterback from LSU, and Raquan Davis, defensive lineman from Alabama, withdrew. Davis withdrawing from an apparent ankle injury, and Fulton, ha- we have not been able to really find anything in particular why he is not participating, but from our speculation, their season did just end, so it, it honestly does make some sense if he, f- he might feel a little bit banged up and he needs that time to train and prepare for the combine very similar to what Joe Burrow is doing he had the opportunity to play in this game but decided not to just because of the very very short window yeah it it really does make sense for any LSU or Clemson player to just skip the senior bowl take their time recover from what was a long and tough season get their body right for the combine teams love to see guys show up and compete but if you're not going to be competing at your best if you're beat up if you're maybe nursing a ding or something like that just just get healthy for the combine in today's show we're going to be taking things and in a simple approach here, we're just going to discuss the names that you should be paying attention to throughout the week of practice, as this week of practice is honestly the most important part, how they perform in drills, how they face off against very talented players, the most talented in the country, and then the game is the culmination of the full event, and when we get to watch the game on NFL Network, these are some names that you could very easily be paying attention to and noticing what happens, and the first thing that you need to be paying attention to on the offensive side of the football is not really impacting players that the Giants need, but rather the the Giants draft situation. You need to pay close attention to what happens with the quarterbacks in this game, most notably the bigger name guys, Jordan Love from Utah State on the North team, and then on the South team, Jalen Hurts and Justin Herbert. The reason why it's important to pay attention to these guys is because over the past 
multiple years of the Senior Bowl, we've seen players that had second to third round grades coming into the Senior Bowl and huge weeks propelled them even further and pushed them into the first round. And the quarterback situation, if there are even more guys that teams are vying for and want to draft early on, that makes things easier for the Giants because they can trade back and try to catch a desperate team off guard. And again, the most notable player who recently had a huge senior bowl that pushed them up was Daniel Jones for the Giants. So this situation is very, very pertinent and very important for the Giants and also Giants fans to pay attention to. Yeah, you know, the quarterbacks might not figure heavily in the Giants draft or their draft class, but they will pretty much define the draft board for the NFL. Where these guys go, how they help or hurt their stock will really impact where the players around them go. Jordan Love is not a great top prospect, but some team is going to fall in love with him. We just had the weigh-ins this morning, and he absolutely passes the eye test. And during practices, some team is just going to fall head over heels in love with him. He's got a big arm. He's got all the athleticism you could ask for. On the field, in games, he is not. he doesn't have that consistency yet. In his shorts, on the practice field, on stage getting measured, he is going to turn heads and open eyes. The same with Justin Herbert, who this is a perfect avenue for him to really show off his athleticism, his ability to run around, his absolutely cannon of an arm. These guys are almost certainly going to be helping themselves this week. And them helping themselves is going to help the Giants either creating opportunities for a trade or to push other good prospects down to the Giants and give them more options, maybe at the top of the second round. Now the other thing that the Giants and also we should be paying attention to during this week are the clear positional needs for the Giants. And I think the two biggest ones offensively are receiver and offensive line. For the offensive line, it's more specifically tackle and center. But as far as receivers that are going to be catching our eye this week and we're going to want to see how they do in those one-on-one drills, how they face up against some talented corners. First one is Antonio Gandy-Golden from Liberty. He's coming from a smaller FBS program, a recently promoted FCS program, and it's 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 very difficult for a player like Gandy-Golden to stand out in this week of practice. But with any smaller school guy, if they go out there and they play well, they can propel their draft stock because they can stand up to the challenge. Gandy Golden's a bigger receiver. If he can match up well, it, it, it should be a, a huge increase in his draft stock. Yeah, definitely. I haven't gotten the chance to watch him yet. So if he can stand out, especially against some of the better corners on the property, that is a huge opportunity to create a buzz for a small school guy. We've seen that a few times in years past. Obviously, there are guys... Bigger name guys from bigger schools like uh, Michael Pittman or yeah, Michael Pittman from USC, Denzel Mims from Baylor, KJ Hill and Austin Mack from Ohio State. You know these guys—they're already on the national radar. Now they're not at the top of the receiving class yet, and this is a good opportunity for them to maybe boost their own draft stock. You know, maybe go from like a late day three pick up into a second day two pick. Maybe open some eyes to the scouts and GMs in attendance. 
So th- this is a great opportunity for the small school guys, but it is also an opportunity for the big school players as well. As far as offensive linemen, there are obviously a, a ton of guys that can be watched and that should have a lot of attention during this week. But some of the ones that we've discussed in full length and detail that we want to see how they're going to do in this event is first Lloyd Cushenberry, the third LSU center, and then Nick Harris center from Washington. The both of them smaller and stouter, but are very athletic. I, I would expect the both of them to have a good week. And I honestly would consider them both to be in play on day two, to fill that center position for the Giants because right now, as we discussed on the offensive line show, they do need to draft some type of replacement center that maybe doesn't need to start right away, but someone that they can develop. And both of these names need to have a good week if they want to end up being that guy for the Giants. Yeah, of the two, I definitely think uh, Cushenberry is the player to watch for the Giants. Nick Harris, I... I think he is just going to wind up being too small for the Giants. You know, especially under Dave Gettleman, the Giants have a very strong preference for height, weight, speed. They stick very closely to their measurable thresholds for players. And Harris measured in at just a hair over six foot one, two hundred ninety three pounds, with thirty two and three eighths inch arms. Yeah, he is a very good center. He's a very smart and athletic center just too small to be in consideration for the Giants. Cushenberry, on the other hand, he measured in great. The tape measure was very kind to him. He came in at a little bit over six foot three, three twelve, thirty-four and five eighths inch arms, which that those are vines for a guy six three, and then ten and a half inch hands, which is you know really big. So he just looks the part of a Giants lineman. And then if he can play well, if he can show up against some of the really good defensive linemen that are on the property, I think his name definitely should be on the radar for Giants fans. And and Cushenberry is not really a super tall center. He's not a, a huge, gigantic guy. But the fact that you pointed out those 34 and 5 eighth inch arms, that's a big deal for a center. And I know you, you might be thinking to yourself, oh, why, why is it such a big deal? Having long arms is a huge advantage in leverage and creating separation with defensive linemen. If you have arms that are that long as a center, despite not being that tall, that means you can get to contact quicker than a defensive lineman. That's a huge advantage. And honestly, the fact that he measured in at that is a pretty big deal that his arms were that long. And then speaking of someone else who measured in at some crazy numbers is Alex Taylor, who I am going to be watching very closely this week to see what he does, particularly because he is an FCS prospect coming from an HBU school, HBCU school, South Carolina State. Same school as Darius Leonard, and he now has an opportunity to have a meteoric rise similar to Darius Leonard. And also, I would compare his situation to Titus Howard, who had a very meteoric rise from a good week at the Senior Bowl. Very, very big offensive tackle, athletic guy. Um, and I don't know if you knew this about Alex Taylor, but he actually played high school basketball and averaged 28 points a game. So that athleticism is very apparent for Taylor, but he measured in only at 308 pounds, but still six foot eight. He was listed as six foot nine at South Carolina State, but still six foot eight is huge for a tackle. 11 inch hands, 36 and an eighth inch arms. 
physically he is incredible in 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 his length and his size what he has the real key here is seeing how well he moves and i do not expect there to be much of an issue in his movement skills considering the point that i just made is that he is an athletic mover from from being a basketball player that just jumps off the page 308 is definitely a little light for six foot eight but basically three foot you know 36 inch long arms a wingspan of over seven feet he has length for days the only thing i would be a little bit concerned about or at least very interested to see especially this week and then maybe seeing if he gets the if he's going to be at the combine is how well he can bend you know is he a knee bender can he drop his hips and lower his center of gravity and play with leverage because a lot of times players that tall that is an issue for them and low man wins so if if you wind up being more of a straight-legged waist bender (laughs) to paraphrase mike mayock from his media days that does make it difficult to play on the offensive line but if he can have that kind of length and be a knee bender drop his hips keep his pads down sit into his stance he could have a very impressive week just with those measurables yeah and if you honestly look at alex taylor and he listed at 308 it it does make some sense but he might be lean but he looks like a tight end he's in such good shape so i'm i'm not overly worried about the fact that he is listed 308 pounds because he's going to be doing that pre-draft process he's going to have a nutritionist they're going to be telling him to pack on a little bit of extra weight but if he's at 320 at 6 foot 8 i'm very content with that the the more fluid he's able to move honestly the better and he's a name that could have a huge rise in his draft stock because of his physical prowess and how big he is and the amount of length that he has he also could have a huge impact on how he performs at the combine which is with a strong likelihood that he gets invited so now we're going to discuss some names to know on the defensive side of the ball but before we do that we're going to take a very short commercial break now we got a few more names for you to wrap things up on today's show giving you the names to know on defense. And I think some of the ones to acknowledge the first two at a position that is becoming more of a must for NFL teams is having that hybrid safety linebacker type player. And the two big name guys at that type of position are Kyle Duggar from Lenoir, Ryan, and Jeremy Chin from Southern Illinois. Two smaller school guys that have a huge amount of pressure looming on how they do against these bigger school players. But Jeremy Chin listed at six foot three, very, very athletically built. And then also Kyle Duggar, also very, very well built for measuring in. Both of them are very athletic, very rangy, and have that size profile that could make them a very very perfect role as that hybrid safety linebacker position chin and duggar those two guys if they show out this week you know they could be two more guys who could really see their draft stock rocket up and i think they're kind of important names for giants fans to keep track of because if the Giants don't draft Isaiah Simmons at fourth overall, either one of them could fill a similar role as you know the 
hybrid rangy defensive weapon you know at the second and third level who can play all around the defensive formation drop in coverage blitz defend the run do all of those things and they could be had on the second day that i think is definitely worth keeping track of yeah there's another two guys like that they don't have quite the same size clemson's kavon wallace he is a safety he's weighed in at uh 511 and 199 that's safety size actually maybe even a little bit small but clemson used him basically all over their back seven one play he would be a hybrid linebacker the next play he'd be back at free safety and then antoine brooks jr out of maryland who's a guy i kind of fell in love with during the season came in at 510 just under 511 213 and he is just all over the place in the short and intermediate area of the field he's listed at safety but maryland really did use him like one of those uh safety linebacker hybrids and he was just a lot of fun to watch one play he would be rushing the passer as an edge and then the next play sniffing out a wide receiver bubble screen from the safety position so just a couple more names that if the giants don't go isaiah simmons at the top of the draft could be very interesting to keep track of later on on the second, maybe third day of the draft. And then I think the final guy that really is drawing my interest is Terrell Lewis from Alabama, who's a linebacker. And again, if they decide not to go with Isaiah Simmons, finding someone that is bigger and athletic as a linebacker should be a must for the Giants. They need to find developmental young pieces at the linebacker position and a number of the other holes that they have on this team. But Lewis, six foot five, two fifty-eight, huge guy, ten inch hands, and then also thirty-four inch arms. That's a great build for a linebacker. And again, he's on the, the 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 bigger side. Very, very talented too in his time at Alabama. I would honestly be keeping an eye on him too, seeing how he does during this week of practice. Yeah, if he plays up to his athletic potential he could find himself being drafted in the first round if not i would take a close look at him at the top of the second round he's listed as a linebacker uh, at alabama he was an edge he might have been playing standing up but he was going downhill most of the time yeah i'm interested to see how how he has practiced this game and how he does in practice and then during the game it does bear mentioning that the senior bowl itself isn't a normal football game. They adjust the rules basically to make sure everybody is on display in kind of a fair playing field. They make sure both teams are, sorry. Yeah. They, they make sure both teams are basically playing the same defensive scheme. They, try to give both teams a chance to play in a two-minute drill, so get the two-minute offense and two-minute defense. They try to restrict the blitzes the coaches can call. They, that doesn't always exactly happen. <laughs> you know, We have seen in the past uh, coaches dialing up some fairly interesting blitzes and the commentators w- wondering how they got away with it. But, you know, the... That is just something to keep in mind that we could see players kind of being forced to play out of position a little bit from what they will be playing in the NFL just because of the def- the restrictions placed on the teams for the game itself. 
All right, that's going to be it from us from today's Senior Bowl preview show. We will be getting you additional content towards the end of the week. But thank you for tuning in. As always, be sure to rate and subscribe wherever you're listening to us. And also follow us on social media at Big Blue View. And also follow us at Joe DeLeon. And you can follow Chris at Raptor MKII. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.